Hello. Welcome to the Melly Podcast with Trey Shug and Kevin Ammon. Today we'll be informing you about a story that is that has recently happened and about an up-and-coming rapper's life who just took a turn for the worse. So we will be podcasting a rapper named Jamel Demons, who is more formally, not formally, who is more professionally known as YNW Melly, who has recently skyrocketed to success on the charts and just in popularity, where about six months ago, no one really knew his name, and now today, he's one of the hottest, hottest topics in the rap industry. So, first we're going to start, we're going to talk a little bit about his home life and his upbringing, which has, which severely influenced the rest of his life. So, YNW Melly was born on May 1st, 1999 in Gifford, Florida, a town with a population of just over 9,500 that is located about 150 miles north of Miami. In one interview with The Fader last year, Demons called his birthplace a little country. Getting out, he said, is near impossible. Ain't nobody ever made it out of there, period, Demons said. We had one NFL player made it out, but he brought his ass right back. Lost souls out there except for the people I'm with. Two of those people were Williams and Thomas Jr. who grew up in Gifford with Demons and shared his dream of making it in the rap industry. Both men were featured in a documentary about Demons' life that was shared to YouTube in September. To be like this is crazy, said Thomas Jr., went by YNW Juvie, as he sat poolside at Demons' South Florida home. To be where I'm at? It's crazy. Success in Gifford amounted to a 9-to-5 job. Rapper? That's what you want to be? Better get a job at Williams. I mean at Wendy's. Williams, known as YNW Sack Chaser, joked later in the documentary, mocking the people who doubted them. However, even though no one in Gifford, Florida really supported or really had that big of an influence on their life, Demon says music has always been a part of his life. Growing up, he would sit outside his house every morning with a pink radio and play his only CD, a Chris Brown album. I'd be right by myself doing all the dances, Demon said. He wanted to one day become Michael Jackson, Lil, Brian, Lil Wayne, and Chris Brown all rolled into one, he told XXL Magazine last September. In the documentary, Demon's mother, Jamie Demon's King, who got pregnant with him at 14, said she knew in a single moment that her son was destined for fame. It happened when Demons was in kindergarten, originally tasked with beating bamboo sticks during the performance of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. From The Lion King, Demons told Billboard in August that he decided he wanted to be the number one singer. However, as, as Demons grew up, outside influences started to take a heavy toll on his life. With his mom working jobs and not really ever being at home, uh, Melly, or aka Demons, pretty much grew up by himself and had to learn how to become the man, how to become a man the hard way. He started rapping in middle school, but he also he also got very very heavily involved in uh, gang activity when he joined um, when he joined a local gang that was known for its harsh violence and other very illegal activities. And they pressured demons to do many things that, if he grew up in a different environment, he probably would not have done when he was a young kid. I mean, he got arrested multiple times when he was just a teenager, and he still is a teenager. And um, so we just want to talk about how 
Basically, growing up in an area like this can severely influence the way that someone would act and um, just basically document his crime history and everything that has been happening to him recently in his life and just in the news. So, let's get into it. Demon's fixation with guns led him to several tangles with the law. As a freshman, he fired a gun at a group of people during a dispute near Vero Beach High School. Um, since then, he's been stopped and spot, stopped by police four times for possession of marijuana and drugs. And he's been stopped many times, arrested on weapon charges at traffic stops. However, none of these offenses even compare to what he has recently been accused of. Christopher Thomas Jr. of Gifford and Anthony Williams, 21, of Fort Pierce, were shot and killed October 26th, 26th in South Florida, according to the Miramar Police Department. Both were driven to Memorial Hospital Miramar about 4.35 a.m. and arrived with multiple gunshot wounds, but police said were already dead. Thomas went by the stage name YNW Juvie, while Williams is known as YNW Sack Chaser. These were Melly's two best friends since he was little. Miramar police had investi an investigation concluded that Demon shot and killed Williams and Thomas. Henry was arrested in Texas and extradited to, and extradited to Broward County on February 12th. Demons turned himself in to officials in Broward County on February 13th. Both men were charged with counts of first-degree murder. Henry also was charged with two counts of accessory after the fact. Miramar police said Demons and Henry plotted to kill the young men they grew up with, then staged their bodies to look as if a drive-by shooting had occurred. Demons is accused of firing the shots, court records show. Henry then drove to the hospital with the bodies in a Jeep SUV, according to the police. Prior to turning himself in, Demons posted a photo on Instagram of all four young men together proclaiming his innocence. A couple months ago, I lost my two brothers by violence, and now the system wants to find justice. Demon said in the post, Unfortunately, a lot of rumors and lies are being said, but no worries. God is with me and my brother Henry. New details later emerged. Court documents obtained March 1st detail how Miramar police said the rapper staged the deaths of two friends. At about 4.35 a.m. on October 26th, Henry allegedly pulled into Memorial Hospital in Miramar with the bodies of Williams and Thomas in the passenger seats of a bullet-riddled Jeep Compass. He originally told police the two were killed by unknown assailants in a drive-by shooting, but police later said Henry and Demons had orchestrated the killings, with Demons pulling the trigger and Henry assisting in cover-up. Later, Demons pleaded not guilty, March 5th, to charges of first-degree murder. The case is slated to be heard in front of a jury, and a hearing is scheduled for April 25th. Henry is expected to be arraigned March 11th, on two counts of first-degree murder and two counts of accessory after the fact. Neither man had an attorney listing court records the morning of March 6th. Many people believed he had no real motive, considering the two victims were two of his best friends, and especially because his fame for music had just started allowing him to live a lifestyle he had always dreamed of. Um, in September, Demons announced he signed to Young Thug's record label, um, who is also a rising star. He has, he has more than a million social media followers, and his famous song, 
Murder on My Mind, which also has 88 million views on YouTube. The track was certified gold by the Record Industry Association of America. Um, he released a song with Kanye West earlier this year in January, which has 17 million views on YouTube. Henry posted a video of himself and Demons with West on social media. Both songs were charting on Billboard's Hot 100 in the weeks leading up to his arrest. In fact, Demon's most popular song, Murder, of My, Murder on My Mind, has caused a lot of controversy, especially recently, due to him being convicted of killing his two best friends. The lyrics and the video's disturbing imagery have caused him to come under pretty much insane scrutiny just because of the things he has just recently been accused of. And the thing is, Murder on My Mind was actually released a year before his friends were killed. So the fact that the judges and the cops are trying to say that there's a link between the song and what recently happened is kind of ridiculous because it's like saying that he predicted, it's, it's like saying that he predicted the future, which is obviously unreasonable. And this, this song, um, the song is quite graphic, but I don't think it's, I don't think the song is as, it's meaningful, but it's not, he didn't make the song because of something that happened, he made the song because, the story behind the song is he was actually in jail on a different weapons charge, and he sat there, and he was bored, and he just started pounding on his chest and making the song, which, which really has no correlation to what happened. And many people, if you search YNW Melly, the first thing that's going to come up is either murder on my mind or what happened. So many people that don't really know his true story and don't really know what happened are automatically going to think that he's guilty. And they're going to say, you know, he should be in jail for his whole life, all this stuff. But I personally, I personally don't think he's guilty because they, they have they have some evidence on him, but the evidence isn't enough, kind of similar to Adnan, to put him away for life, especially being that there was no motive because he these were his two best friends and his life had just finally started to kind of take a turn for the better, which he had always which he had been working his whole life for, so it would I don't me personally I don't think it would make any sense for him to kill his two best friends knowing that he would probably get caught just because of some fight they had which wasn't even a fight that as drastic as that would lead them killing someone today we are interviewing brian pezzi um we're gonna get his opinion on the ynw melly recent case what are your thoughts on the case i really think he should be innocent he turned himself in and i think he would never turn himself in if he wasn't actually innocent and i just like the guy i think he's a true honest guy in fact i agree and uh, what are your opinions on his music? Do you uh, like his music? Yeah, listen I, I've listened to a couple songs of his. I really like a lot of his music. I think he's doing a good thing for the community of hip-hop and for the people who like him. 
and like all his friends around him. So uh, I think he's making good music. I, I completely agree. And um, if you were in YNW Melody's position, what would you have done? Well, he turned himself in as far as I know, and I feel like I would not have done that. Probably would have done the dash, you know? Like, I don't know. Right, perfect. Thank you, Brian. Welcome. Second interview, we have Nolan Frisbee. Um, what are your thoughts on the recent Melly conviction? Um, I believe the fact that he turned himself in was the right thing to do, but he did kill his best friends. So as he is getting the right conviction for what he did if he actually did do the crime, but if he did not and turned himself in for no reason, I believe that is... Unjust. True. I agree. I agree completely. Do you uh, listen to Melly? I do. My current favorite song of his is Murder on My Mind. That's my personal favorite, too. And uh, if you were in Melly's position, what would you have done? If I had actually committed the crime and I was able to get away with it but for so long like he did, I would just keep, just live it, with it on my morals and stuff. <laughs> but if I did not do the crime and I was forced into turning myself in for it, I would try and fight the justice system. Perfect. Thanks, Nolan. Thank you. So this brings us to the end of our podcast, and, you know, this was very eye-opening for us. We learned a lot of things about Melly and about the justice system that we never really knew before and just, you know, how everything works. And we we just wanted to kind of talk about what is happening and what he's convicted of you know, we we put our we 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 have opinions on it, but we kind of wanted to just show you guys what happened and basically what he's convicted of, and let you kind of decide for yourselves. So it's been a great, great uh, sharing. It's been a great time sharing this with you guys. So, uh, you know, Trey Shug, this is the end of my part. Kevin Ammon's gonna close it off. Um, on this recent case of Melly, we both believe he is innocent. Like, there's no reason he could have or should have killed two of his best friends that he grew up with in his childhood. Um, especially at this stage in his life, he's at like the he's like top of his peak right now, releasing music, um, hits the top of the billboards each week with some of the top artists right now. Thank you for listening, and that's our podcast on Melly.